0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of At Oz with Wrestling. Uh, Happy holidays, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. I was watching a video before, and the uh, man said, unless you're an indigenous person, then I'm very sorry. Uh, Joe, not going alone here, of course. Mr. No Days Off when it comes to the podcast, but I do have a guest as Adam prepares for a grueling day of importing and exporting. Uh, I would say friend of the show, wrestling, a uh, longtime wrestling fan. Uh, you know him well if you are a Chikara fan lapsed or otherwise and that would be Kevin Ford, Kevin. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me for the podcast today.
1: No problem, Joe. I'm very thankful that you asked me to be on the show. I am very thankful to be both a friend of the show and a friend of yours, but most importantly, I'm thankful that I'm
0: rich and you're not. <laughs> I threw in on a long box heroes this week. Uh, I think Todd made some sort of thankful reference, and I said, "You're thankful that you're not Ricky Rude, and he don't get jokes." Yep. I
1: I, trust me. I heard it. I got
0: it. You got your one, and I'm sure there's more out there. At least two, because Matt Turner, uh, former Ring of Honor uh, student, still going at it today, man. Yeah, Uh, I love it. He don't listen to this show. Um, It's it's always fun to find out who listens to what shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just assume nobody listens to anything. So when somebody like is like, oh, I heard you say X on Y and I'm like, oh, that's great. Why don't you listen to Z, too? You know, that's for sure the safest
1: bet, though. And I think you're like, for example, you have your, your podcast rules, but I think if you like told a story. I, and, and I know your rule is retelling stories is okay. Just don't stop in the middle and be like, "Have I told this story before?" But yeah. even before all that, I feel like if you tell a story on Ad odds, you don't assume everybody on Longbox Heroes heard it, or vice versa.
0: Right. There's people who only listen to um uh, uh After Dark, even you know,
1: like uh like not that Tom Green.
0: Right. Right. Um, I was shocked that Tom listens to this show. Um. You know, the, you know, he, he may have called in when we get to voicemail, but I, so this was, um, in my head, cause I think we're getting to this. I wanted to bring this up. Um, I, so you do a bunch of other podcasts, right?
1: Yes. Not wrestling anymore, but yes.
0: Right. Um, but the podcast that you do and correct me is the television show lost And the other television show, uh, Adventure Time. Is that correct? I did
1: do, yes. I did both of those. Lost is a completely finished project. And Adventure Time is like, we've done everything they've done. There might be more coming out. So that's more infrequent. And now Jerome and I have a monthly episode that we do that covers, it's more covering like seasons of shows rather than episodes and, and whatnot.
0: Okay, right. So I always feel bad that I don't support your things, but I've, I've never the only uh, touchstone that I have to Adventure Time is there's a skin for it in in Fortnite, okay, or not Fortnite, uh, uh, Minecraft. My apologies, Minecraft. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense, Minecraft. And I know when you were doing the other show with Jerome, like when it's a season of something that I've watched, I listen, but I've never seen Lost. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big commitment, right? Too. And like some, I've never I've never seen Wings. You know, I've seen two episodes of Wings in my entire life. But like Wings is such a light, nothing, fluff show that you can listen to a podcast about it and it'd be okay. But if you're listening to a podcast about Lost, you either need to have seen Lost or you need to go watch Lost while you're listening to the podcast.
1: I yeah, I would try to I would definitely agree with that. I do try, especially because we do go into like weird ARG stuff and message board stuff. And like we're like the the like the writer strike and things like that that were happening at those times. So we do try to put into perspective a lot of those things that were happening at those times. Mm-hmm. And that was even like and this and this I really hate like Damon Lindelof and oh I can't remember the other or Car- Carlton Cuse at the time did a official ABC podcast about the show. And it's gone. It was just wiped off the internet. And I would have Ooh. loved to listen to that as a companion piece to get stuff for the podcast. Uh, and I and but this was just like, all right, show's done. This podcast doesn't need to exist anymore for its purpose of getting more people to watch our show and get more money. So, sayonara. And now it's just nowhere it's, to be found.
0: It's not like archived anywhere, like on like uh, archive.org or YouTube or something like that. I've tried to find it. I mean, this was like in
1: 2007. So it's even, I mean, maybe it's saved on somebody's external hard drive somewhere who's saving it for themselves, but yeah, it's a, it's a sore subject, but no, I, I and I completely understand that. I don't, I don't expect people just listen to it because, because I'm on it. Although that, that would, that's very nice of you to do so for something like uh, when we did our top 10 Simpsons episodes over the summer. I know you listen to that.
0: Right. I'm just looking here to see how far back my, backlog of, uh, again, you're saying 2007. I got stuff laying around back to, like, 2011, let's say, and sometimes I think that's old Mm -hmm. to be sitting on podcasts that I'm just like, oh, you know, I'll listen. Or no, so, okay, I have 2007, um... What in the hell was the name of... Is it 2007? No, I have 2010 stuff, 2011 stuff. Um... The podcast that Naylor did with that good helmet fella.
1: Yes, I, know. I don't remember the name, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. There's... Yeah,
0: I, I got a bunch of those. And then I have the the Joe Gagne, the Joe versus the Worlds.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Even though those they really still kinky. exist, it's one of those ones where it was like, I downloaded, I enjoyed it. So, you know, I'll come back and revisit it, you know?
1: You know, Rob Naylor, like, my earliest introduction was, like, in, like, mid to late 07 Dr. Keith Presents on what was figure four at the time. Right. And they talked a lot of Chikara at that time. And I remember hearing about, like, man, this Osirian Portal is this amazing rookie tag team. And I'm like, who is that? And then that that helped drive the the curiosity for Chikar even further to where it ended up going.
0: I'm going to assume that those conversations uh, were probably more on the positive side from Dr. Keith and more on the I'm-just-here-to-have-fun side from Rob. Yeah, it it
1: ebbed and flowed. It it (laughs) depended on who the person
0: was. Yeah. And I forget who said this to me before, um, that I would always question was like, oh, why does X not like me? And a lot of it was like residual heat that people had with, either Chikara in general, like, if you remember, like, back in the DOI days, like, they hated Chikara, ah, and they would always carry Chikara and shit all over it, and then even further back, like, residual heat with Quack, and obviously, you know, whatever that is now, but then at the time, I would always be like, I get your problems with Quack, and maybe is not your style of wrestling, but, like, I don't know, like, that's no reason not to like me, I'm a fine enough person. I remember
1: especially in those days, and this is and this was the case for a lot of wrestling even years after, was like people who didn't like Gabe Sapolsky wouldn't watch Evolve and Dragon Gate USA. Uh-huh. And a lot of that too was because he had all of the news for those companies came from Book It Gabe on Twitter. They didn't come from an Evolve Wrestling Twitter or Dragon Gate Twitter. And same thing with Jakara, like people who didn't like Quack from – Back in the day, wouldn't give Chikara a chance. And I'm sure it was like that for a lot of different promotions, too. So Yeah. You know, it is what it is.
0: But and I, I think uh now, 2021, as we talk, mm. the people who missed out on Chikara who are now just discovering acts like Chuck Taylor, uh the former Dasher Hatfield and Avery Good, um Eddie Kingston, especially, it's like oh my God, where's this guy been all my life? It's like, I don't know, like there's tons of his matches in Chicago and they're all really awesome, you know? Absolutely. Well,
1: and this is what, like when I was doing commentary for Nova Pro, I'd always tell people like, go get pictures, go, you know, support these people. Like how many people do I know now who are like stoked that they have photos with like MJF when he did a Nova show when now you gotta, you know, go find him at a convention and pay through the nose to get stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this is, it's one of the best parts of the indies where you can- get these interactions and see these people well before they're on uh, a bigger stage.
0: Yeah. And I did actually end up getting a couple pictures pictures um, with some folks at the uh, let's hang out event. And I had been trying to be more conscious about trying to do that, but I know like the drive-in one, people were still kind of iffy whatever, whatever. Um, Cause we were still like at the height of the pandemic, not just in the pandemic's not over. But, um, you know, I was happy to get the pictures that I got uh, while, like, I got, like, somebody got a picture of me and Mantis together at commentary, and Mantis sent it to me, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice picture. I think
1: there was this, and there was this overwhelming sentiment of, like, don't get photos, don't be a mark, this, that, and the other, that, fortunately, it seems like a lot of people got online and agreed, like, hey, this is really stupid, like, we make Mm -hmm. friends in wrestling, these people are more than just... Our, our colleagues and people who see in the locker room, take those pictures, keep those memories. And you, you never know when you're going to get to see those people again.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously Kevin, much like myself and Adam are avid listeners of all the major wrestling figure, whatever stuff. And broski always tells those stories back in like 2011, 2012, even where it was like verboten to get pictures with people. Mm-hmm. And on, The MC true Long Island story like Broski going back Through the old YouTube show They just got through you don't watch Or listen to that one do you or Oh MC yes I do Okay from a couple weeks ago Where they were talking about the European tour When they were out with uh, Kevin Nash and they were yes. just like, screw it. We're get. it's Kevin Nash. Like, what do we, you know what I mean? Like we, we missed the boat on like Hogan. We missed the boat on this one. And we missed the boat on that one. It's a European tour. So it's kind of looser. We're all out drinking and having a good time. Anyway, we're getting the Mark pictures and we're doing the too sweet with Kevin Nash, you know?
1: Absolutely. That, and that was another story Brian would tell was that there was one show he was at. It was like the eighth or ninth time he had met Roddy Piper. And he's like, you know, I've met and talked to Piper so many times and I've never gotten a photo and he forgot to do that show. And then Roddy passed away shortly after. Mm-hmm. So it was like after that, he made like this this concerted effort to get pictures of people. And I remember one of them was with Swaggle uh, when they met China. And then yeah. sure enough, he passed soon, soon after. So you just yeah. never know when you're going to, what, what's going to happen to these people if you're ever going to be in the same room again. So yeah, I'm all for it.
0: So do all your podcasts that you currently do, are they all scattered all over the place or do you like, I know you have Kevin-Ford.com for your Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah. Uh, so all of
1: my podcasts are on EnterTheRealWorld.com. That's R-E-E-L uh, for for real. Everything's there. All my TV stuff is there. Um, all of my old wrestling stuff, I've really considered, like, buying extra space on, like, a like that WordPress site, the Kevin-Ford website, and, like, uploading them all there mm-hmm. for people to, to go and listen to. But, uh, you know, effort money all these things so maybe it'll eventually happen but if you do some internet searching you can go find viva chakara's fan to fans
0: things like that right that was my other idea was i was going to start this off as a sequel to fan to fan since Ooh. yeah yeah that was a <laughs> that
1: was a fun that was a fun thing that happened while it happened then i got really sick and uh that was the end of that
0: yeah and I'll – and, you know, I'll tell you, I'll never forget um, – and, you know, it's – you you know, you're a public figure. You've talked about this, uh, you know, your battles and obviously overcoming uh, cancer and stuff. But I'll never forget, yeah, you know, we were talking, and you were going to see Ringo Starr, and I was super jealous. <laughs> yep. And then that night or, like, the next day, it was, like, within, like, less than 24 hours was when you got your diagnosis or you found out that you were sick.
1: You know, I think that might have been the week before, but but the night before the diagnosis, I went and saw Mick Foley
0: do oh, his okay. speaking
1: tour. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Ringo Starr was like the week four. And I remember like I just felt we we it was like an outdoor concert and I just felt like weird and I was laying down on the lawn and stuff. And and yeah, that was so that was like two things that like Ringo Starr, and then Mick Foley. I was like, oh, Joe likes these things. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And I'll see him and maybe I'll see him in Chicago for Chikara. And then not so yeah. much.
0: But then you didn't make your triumphant return to Chikara. They brought you in the ring. you got to do the whole thing for the main event of the one show. that the 2013 Chikara show? was that Archie versus Eddie Kingston? No,
1: so I, I was at that show, but the one that I was was you know they, they celebrated me beating cancer and stuff like that. And that fortuitously was also my birthday. June 13th, right. 2015. Uh, okay. sort of destiny, I think was the name of the show. That was the main event of Tommaso Ciampa versus Dasher Hatfield.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: And I think that was the first encore match. Yes.
0: Possibly. Which was uh, quite the idea. Mm -hmm. How about that run that Dasher had leading up to, like, his shot at the title? Like... Unreal. I know. It was, like, for Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Moose, I think it was. Uh, uh, Many years apart, but Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. He, that guy is a is a very good professional wrestler, as it turns out.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. And I, I you know, obviously, I, I'm I'm all about the very good professional wrestler. I'm glad he transitioned it over to Avery Good. Uh, but every time I talk about him, I either want to say Dasher or like his other name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like how I still call Claudio Claudio. Uh, like he's like he's been Cesaro probably longer than he's been Claudio on the Indies, but I knew him for so long as Claudio, I can't not call him Claudio. That's also his name. So that's also his name,
1: right? You yeah. know, <laughs> that is interesting to think. It's like those weird things, like Kurt Angle was in TNA longer than WWE. Yeah, like he's been Cesaro longer than Claudio Castino. That's that's wild.
0: Right. When you look at a lot of people's runs, like especially, you know, within like the last 15 years and then sometimes you look you mentioned that Kurt Angle run, how he was in TNA longer than whatever. And then you look back at guys from when we were growing up and you're like, oh, Mr. Perfect was only on WWF for like three and a half years, like as an active in-ring competitor, like during that heel run. And in your mind, it was like, oh, he was there for like 20 years as Mr. Perfect. Right. Yeah. But it's just they did so much during that time. And the shows were presented differently. And, you know, as you're younger watching that stuff, it resonates with you differently than stuff does as you're an old man. Yeah. And I think
1: even like the the major pod guys talk about how things like the merchandise was so crazy. So the toys, the shirts, the videotapes all that stuff like keeps the memory of them alive, more vivid in, in, your mind than even just being on television repeatedly during that time period.
0: Right. All right. So do you want to get into like the, the meat of the show here since you're on uh, this show? Yes, sir. Let's do it.
2: All right. And now Odds with wrestling presents this day in wrestling history. So it
0: is a huge This Day in Wrestling History, and I love it when it's a huge This Day in Wrestling History, a bunch of things line up on certain days, and I know he'll listen to this, and Adam's not here, so I can actually talk about old wrestling.
1: <laughs> this is like my favorite segment on the show, so I'm, I'm psyched to hear
0: about a lot of This Day in Wrestling History. So, Joe, I'll ask,
1: what did happen on This Day in Wrestling History?
0: All right, so This Day in Wrestling History in 1983... Uh, was the very first Starcade, a Flair for the Gold, uh, babyface Ric Flair going after Harley Race, what would end up being Harley Race's last world title run, uh, Ric Flair, as I mentioned, second run. This is where the famous, somebody take the damn money promo comes from, like, the build to this. Um, but looking at this card and being a fan of uh, OVP, our Vantage Point podcast, because they're doing the, the, the WF 1984 canon, they're watching in order with, like, MSG shows as they need to be thrown in there uh, of, w, like, championship wrestling, which is what ends up becoming superstars, right? Uh, they right. started in 1982. They're currently up to, like, late May, early June of 1984. And it's just now the Cindy Lauper stuff is starting, to give you, like, a time frame. So I mention that because I look at this card for Starrcade 83, Bob Orton Jr., Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine, and Jack and Jerry Briscoe would all be in WWF within the next like six to eight months.
1: Yeah, that is why looking at that card and, and seeing just how quickly those guys are going to be in, in WWF in such a big part of the rock and wrestling era,
0: right? Uh, Other things, uh, of course, there was a match on here of Jimmy Valiant under a mask taking on the great Kabuki, which was part of the Paul Jones feud, which still goes on into late 1986 in N.W.A. Jim Crockett promotions. The only thing I remember about this is
1: uh, like some Thanksgiving, I think, years ago, not that Tom Green tweeted a bunch of gifts from the show And I Uh very vividly remember the Charlie Brown, like, nodding in a backstage promo over and over
0: again. (laughs) There's nothing more hilarious to me than a this era. And I say 83 to 87 uh, Jimmy Valiant squash match on TV. He literally does nothing. And his finisher is just, like, a standard, like, like rebounding off the ropes, elbow drop was his finisher, you know, which was, which was typically like saved for like the guys that were like 400 pounds plus, but Jimmy Valiant was just like a dude. Absolutely. Oh, he was, he was like like the, the, the definition
1: of a dude, right? It was great. I feel like, you know, for, for this show, like the top three matches, the dog collar match, the no DQ match for the NWA tag titles with the, uh, the Briscoes against the young Blooded steamboat. And of course the cage match with, with, race and flair like those three really specifically get shown and clipped over and over again the rest of the card is just nothing really to write home about
0: right now the one thing that i will say originally as it was advertised and this is like one of those like weird footnote things in in history um so the match that's on there of mark youngblood and wahoo mcdaniel taking on dick slater and bob orton jr Cowboy Bob Orton. I say Bob Orton Jr. Because that's how I have it in the notes. Up until the week before the show, it was advertised that it was supposed to be Wahoo McDaniel and Hulk Hogan. Wow. Yes. How crazy is that? that yeah. I mean, Hogan, there, was a, there was a chance that Hulk Hogan was going to be on
1: the first Starrcade. That's not against Bob Orton Jr. of all people. Which right. Which would have been kind of sorted against each other at WrestleMania 1. Mm-hmm. Now, I know like this is... They kind of retcon this as being, like, the, quote, first pay-per-view. But how could you have actually watched this back in the day?
0: Uh, you would either do it at, like, the adjacent building to Greensboro Coliseum. Uh, or it was closed-circuit TV. Like, they did, okay, well, like, the movie circuit. theaters and stuff. Yeah. Got it. Uh, I think 85 – like, so, 85 Starcade is actually the first pay-per-view pay-per-view. Because even the WWF stuff in 85 – wasn't on pay-per-view until the wrestling classic like wrestlemania wasn't on pay-per-view that was closed circuit and then like i said wrestling classic was later that year i forget what month it was in 85 but yeah wrestlemania wasn't pay-per-view it was closed circuit yes that i do remember all right so moving along speaking of world wrestling entertainment 1988 from the richfield uh coliseum in richfield ohio uh World Wrestling Entertainment held Survivor series. And this is when they had the co-captains of the teams. And if I didn't have the stuff in front of me, I'd be like, all right, Kevin, name all the people on these teams, right? Uh but as a kid, I was always tripped out because the like the bait what was it like um no it was the year before. So um how much like changed like that the Dino Bravo Andre team taken on the Jake Duggan team? We're like Scott Casey ends up being on the team, uh, a pre Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect is on the team. And there was like so much that was flipped around about that match in particular versus like what was advertised and what ended up actually happening.
1: Yeah, I didn't see this show till way later, but I remember watching this as being like, who the hell is Scott Casey? And why is he (laughs) in this match with so many big names?
0: So this was one where I had uh, relatives that lived, you know, the way where I lived, Scranton-Wilkes-Barre area. There was like the next city, town, whatever over had pay-per-view. Where we were in the Scranton area, we didn't get pay-per-view until like 1991. So I had an uncle that would tape these pay-per-views and we would go up his house on Sundays and watch them. And like this, this aired on Thanksgiving proper. So, like, I saw it, like, that Sunday. So I had a VHS of this as a kid, you know, off the pay-per-view, whatever. But, like, now you could just get that, you know, through legal means, I assure you. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, other things that I remember, uh, how job the the Babyface main event team is. It's like, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage hercules hillbilly jim and coco beware like that's as steep as a cliff as you could possibly get
1: yep it's like the 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 mega powers and then just a bunch of dudes to round out the team
0: right uh and also from listening to the uh bruce pritchard podcast something to wrestle this was the beginning of the mega powers explode uh with the little subtle thing of hogan assisting liz up on macho man's shoulder and I would say the other thing that this pay-per-view is remembered for is the uh, double turn with uh, Demolition of the Powers of Pain.
1: Oh, absolutely. That has to be the the highlight of that.
0: Of this yeah. Survivor Series. I think just
1: like you, this kid's conflated with 87 in my head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was Jim Powers in that first one. There's a great spot in, I think it's 87, where Paul Roma tags out to Jim Powers. He locks up with somebody, does a 180,
0: and tags back out. That's the entirety <laughs> of his contribution to the match at that time. The I remember the eighty-seven and the eighty-eight uh, Survivor Series matches because there was so many people in them, and even though like you know you're you're eliminated, your partner gets eliminated. Like people like losing falls off like clotheslines, you know. Love it. <laughs> I was gonna tweet that out at watching Survivor Series uh, twenty twenty-one this past weekend. Like I need to see some eliminations off clotheslines, you know.
1: Yeah, that you get like some of those those matches where you just have the really quick ones, and it's just like the weakest
0: offense eliminating people back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, five years later, Boston, Massachusetts, the Boston Garden, we get Survivor Series again in 1993, and uh, I'll make a bold statement: this is like outside of the matches being way too long, this is a really good pay per view.
1: Joe, I am so glad you said this because I hold very high regard for Survivor Series 93. This one of one of my early memories of wrestling when I was like actually starting to watch it was at Toys R Us. I got a a VHS tape called like WWF's most unusual matches. And I know they had released another tape
0: by that, like maybe in the late 80s under that name. But I know one of the one of the first like best of WWF volume whatever's was like most unusual matches.
1: Right. And this wasn't that it was, and I, and it was in, in, in order. It was the first Brett, like that house show Brett, Sean ladder match, right? Um, the $10,000 challenge from raw between the one, two, three kid and razor Ramon, where kid gets knocked the F out. Okay. Uh, the, the four doinks match from, from this pay per you against head shrinkers, bashing booger and bigelow. And then it ended with the lumberjack match from Rob between, uh Shawn Michaels and Hacksaw Jim Duggan for the Intercontinental title and that cemented in my brain that Lumberjack matches, all the Lumberjacks have to be wearing flannel. <laughs> that just has to that just needs to be a rule. But yeah, so that was so like I, I watched that tape so much. Like that that Doink's match when later everyone was like talking about how awful a match it was. I'm like, what do you mean?
0: What a fun match that is So the 80s most unusual matches one was uh, uh, Greg Valentine versus Tito for the IC title uh, in a Lumberjack match from 85. Then a Greg Valentine versus uh, Chief J Strongbow Indian strap match from 1979. (laughs) A Texas Tornado match of Snuka and JYD against uh, Piper and Orton from 85. A... 10-woman battle royal from the 60s, a 20-man battle royal from 84, and then this was the home release of the infamous uh snooker Morocco cage match from MSG. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. so so you got one banger and the rest just stuff. Okay, so there's a few more. Uh, there's snooker and Arnold Skoland against Don Morocco and Captain Lou from 83. And the oh. weird thing about the weird thing about this one was on TV, it had been built up that it was supposed to be you know Morocco and Snook- or Morocco and Captain Lou taking on Snuka. And at the time, Babyface Snuka's manager on TV was um, Buddy Rogers. And if you know your wrestling history, they kind of put Buddy Rogers with Snuka to kind of keep him like on the straight and narrow. And B- Snuka was so out of control that Buddy Rogers quit. And they're just like, who do we have as a babyface manager that's laying around? They're like, Arnold Skolan, it's your job now.
1: I didn't remember that Buddy Rogers ever with him. But yeah, that makes sense to have uh, somebody there to try to reel him in.
0: Right. So then there's a best three out of five falls match from 1983 of Andre, Rocky Johnson, Sal Balomo, Jimmy Snuka, and Pedro Morales taking on Mr. Fuji, Ray Stevens, Buddy Rose, Don Morocco, and Superstar Billy Graham from 1983. I feel like if this tape just, like, appeared in Adam's house, it would just disintegrate. (laughs) I think uh, Adam should have to watch the Snooka Morocco uh, cage match just for its historical significance. (sighs) Uh, My favorite thing about that these days is obviously everyone knows uh, that's the infamous story of Mick Foley, you know, getting the ride from college to go see that match. And that was kind of his inspiration. And they've gone back and pulled the archival footage and you could see Mick in the crowd. Um, do you know what other, let's say infamous wrestler was also there that night? Wasn't uh, wasn't a uh, Tommy dreamer there as well. Okay. Tommy dreamer was one, but uh, Ray deadly was there.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, oh, one oh out of God. three ain't bad. No. Uh, But no, 93 Survivor Series, uh, outside of the Hart family versus Shawn Michaels and Jerry Lawler's nights being like almost a half hour long. Uh Um, It's the beginning of the Owen Heel turn, so it's historical in its its significance. Um, You know, Heavenly Bodies versus Rock and Roll Express is really, really good. Uh, four doinks versus like Bigelow's team is like a fun comedy match. Like, don't take, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And while there was a lot of replacements and stuff with the all Americans versus the foreign fanatics, this was the beginning of the undertaker Yokozuna feud. 100%. It just shows that the
1: Boston garden just looks super cool on tape, felt really interesting. And even if they didn't really give uh rock and roll express and heavenly body some love, it's still a great match. So, right. Yeah. This is, this is a survivor series. A lot of people kind of take a dump on, but I really
0: enjoy it. So there's more ladies and gentlemen uh, in your neck of the woods there, Kevin, on this day in 1996 from the Norfolk scope scope in Norfolk, Virginia world championship wrestling held world war three pay-per-view. Um, this was, uh, after, so this was, no, this wasn't the first one. Cause the first one was 95, right? Yeah. There was only, there was only four, which I was kind of surprised to remember.
1: We had 95 to 98. So this was the second one.
0: Okay. And again, we get a bunch of stuff on here, like the giant versus double J Jericho versus Nick Patrick and the arm tied behind his back match, that sort of thing. Um, uh you know but there's a pay-per-view that happened uh doesn't the giant win this one and he wins the title off of it i be, i don't think does he win oh, the no, title i the, can't remember he gets the number one contendership because he was nwo at the time yes. and this is how they turn him back to being a babyface to take on hogan at sold out correct yes because oh. they have to do hogan
1: and piper at Starcade. right um, and
0: isn't there, like, a promo segment on this with Piper where they, like, attack him and they expose his, like, surgically repaired hip?
1: Yes, because the week before this was when on Nitro it ended with him uh, revealing that Eric Bischoff was secretly in the NWO. He makes some comment about being at the Norfolk Scope on Sunday, and then that's when they do that angle.
0: Right. Uh, but it's, it's you know, the fact that w, WCW at the time – had a roster big enough to have one, two, three, four, five, six matches plus do a, a a 60 man battle royal and not really double up on a lot of the talent. Nope. You know, there's some guys that are doubled up in there, but not as much as you'd think.
1: No. And probably a lot of guys that haven't been seen in ages. Something else I also remember, I think Robert Parker was now managing the amazing French Canadians at this time. Yes. His outfit was incredible when he
0: managed them. (laughs) When he was like in the Legionnaires outfit or whatever the hell it was, right? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Go look that up if you have not seen it. All right. So let's get into some more recent stuff here. Uh, And this is stuff that's streaming on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium a.k.a. independentwrestling.tv the links for these will maybe be in the show notes who knows Uh, but on this day uh, in 2017 AIW held Hell on Earth 13 I'm gonna guess that this was at Our Lady of Mount Carmel because this one does ring a bell that I was there Uh, lots of interesting matches on this one Uh, PB Smooth versus Magnum CK which was kind of sort of the beginning of Magnum's like babyface turn Uh, Dominic Guerrini versus Ethan Page uh, like, Team AIW of, like, Dick Justice, PME, and The Weird World taking on No Consequences, which was AJ Gray, Garrison King, uh, Malcolm Monroe Third, Trey Lamar, and a small baby by the name of Josh Bishop. Just go and watch this match just to see what Josh Bishop looked like four years ago. <laughs> Hell on Earth is, like, typically my favorite AIW show of the year.
3: Yeah, I know.
1: Like I know, Absolution's like the biggest one. J-Lit's always a blast. Like the rap show is always really great. But Hell on Earth is like their staple. I always get super excited for because the card always has lots of stuff going on story wise, but also just a ton of quality matches too. And this year was no different.
0: Right, Uh, Tom Lawler versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Cabana versus Jimmy Jacobs. And as I'm looking here at the two the two top matches, which was Donst versus Nick Gage for the title. And then uh, DJZ, Matt Cross, Laredo Kid, and Jody Fleisch, and as like those names are putting together, wasn't the uh, independent rest the IWTV show from the Wrestle Factory the next day after this?
1: Yes, and this is actually what I was going to bring up on my like, oh! kind of sort of this day in wrestling history. Okay, uh, so Jody Fleisch uh, like does a moonsault and smashes his leg on the guardrail. And he was supposed to wrestle the next day, uh, Jonathan Gresham, at the Wrestle Factory for the then Powerbomb TV uh, championship. And I think he had an Alpha One show on Sunday, too. I can't remember who he's supposed to face. Um, But yeah, and then do do you remember why for us that show was so significant? You and I got to do commentary on that, didn't we? We sure did. That's the only time I believe we've ever gotten a chance to do commentary on a show together.
0: Wow! Look at that. I should go see if I have the notebook from that around here somewhere. Oh,
1: so so for most people, if you're if you're listening to this on November twenty fifth, exactly four years ago, myself and Joe did four of the six matches on here, and uh, Joe did the the rest of the show with the job Tiff Sanford's.
4: <laughs> you know, oh, the you know. job
0: Tiff Sanford's. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? No idea. So this is actually very funny. So the job Tiff Sanford, Sanfers, Sanford's, whatever his name Sanfors, was. Yes, he had a separate Twitter account, right? He did. I believe it might still be up at the job Tiff, perhaps. Right, but it ended up getting hacked. What? And someone was like tweeting like all sorts of crazy racist shit from it. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's still there
1: at the job Tiff, and uh, no, nothing racist or. Uh, you oh,
0: okay, know, must have been d- it. Must there. have been like a similarly named account,
1: possibly, or or, uh, or uh, the job logged in for the first time, uh, in over a year at that point, and deleted them all.
0: Yeah, but uh, go go check out the job at the job Tiff on Twitter, and, uh, and you could scratch your head and wonder what happened to that guy too. <laughs> so what I remember about that show is I. I d- I
1: drove up with somebody else on the show and I let Jerry and maybe even, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to be here. So if you need someone to do commentary, great, but no expectation, just I'm going to be here. And it wasn't until a little later you came up to me and said like, all right, doing commentary on the show. So what, what happened? Do you remember, happen to remember like what the original plan was or what fell through?
0: Um, This was back in the day when I think um, Adam Lash was still involved with power bomb stuff So, um, you know, because myself and Jerry and Adam were all very friendly, of course, at the time, um, I think I was just like, hey, Kevin does commentary at a bunch of different places. Uh, Can we have him jump on uh, a match or two with me? And they said yes.
1: Okay. I didn't know if, like, oh, somebody didn't show up or something or other, so... We need. We'll, nope. we'll Have Kevin jump on. Okay. I
0: think. I think it was originally just supposed to be, um, all myself and Tiff Sandfurs. Yes. Possibly. And, and I. I, at, and uh, I oh my goodness. And uh, so again, it's the day after. But go ahead.
1: I was saying. I. I, I have a feeling uh, the job was uh, not up to do the entire job that evening. So I think he was mm-hmm. happy to acquiesce some of his uh, commentary duties.
0: Right. So, and again, I think this show probably does exist on, uh,
1: it does for sure. Okay. You know,
0: what, you know what doesn't exist though, is uh, that
1: night that like same show. So like that show happens done. Then they do like a late night talk show with Bryce. And I know like, Stokely Hathaway is on it. Orange Cassidy is on it. There's even like a continuation of his and Mantis's rivalry that had been going on on the other Powerbomb shows. And that has never seen the light of day since it's
0: live airing. Hmm. Interesting. Do you happen to know why? No, I have no clue. I could I could ask Jerry about it, and maybe get a response. Um, As
1: as far as I know, I don't think there was anything like terrible said or done. So it could have just been you know, didn't film right or something like that. But uh, it made me glad that I stuck around and saw it because that was the only way I was going to see it. To that talk show deal, Bryce. And there was never another one either. Like, it, it, it sounded like it
0: was intended after. to be a series. And that show is called Was Up, right? Correct. I'm asking Jerry now if I get a response during the course of the show. Um, but okay, so this show is Wheeler Universe Dom Guarini, uh, Logan Easton LaRoe against uh, Razor Hawk, AJ Gray, and Anthony Green, uh, Alley Cat versus Laney Luck, Filthy Tom Lawler taking on MJF, managed by Stokely Hathaway, uh, John Silver and Jay Freddy taking on the Ugly Ducklings. And uh, John Gresham taking on uh, Nick Gage for the uh, Jerry uh, television title.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Gage replaced fly. She right. still came to a show, gave a, a talk to the crowd, all that sort of business. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, I I will hope that that is not the one and only time we get to do commentary together.
0: No, no, listen, I, I've, you know, obviously you have a seat available for you, uh, any or whenever time you come to a Let's Hang Out show, um, you know, I can finagle things and get you on a match or something there, you know? Would love that. It'll definitely happen one night. For sure. Uh, but last but not least, uh, Kevin, is on this day in wrestling history in 2018, uh, from the aforementioned Factory, Chikara held... The event, Seven Man Army, as a seven-on-seven Cybernetico pitted Team Chikara of Boomer Hatfield, Dasher Hatfield, The Boar, Juan Francisco, Icarus, Hollow Wicked, and Mantis, against Team Beyond of Dickinson, Cam Zagami, Brian Milanis, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, uh, Ryan Galeone, and Nick Gage. Nick Gage, Right, Nick Gage. I think he even did a flip. Uh, I do know that he did cut off the boar's tail in this match. He, that he sure did. It's
1: like the high spot of the whole match. Yes. <laughs> that Beyond and Chikara feud was strange. Because it like lasted the whole year, but it wasn't like a consistent presence in the company. So,
0: as I remember uh, correctly... It was more so as a vehicle to get Cam Zagami more bookings. Okay. I think he was, um, either endorsed, because I know he's still on Beyond Shows today, and I think he may have been trained by a certain shadow booker of the Thrill Zone brand. Mm, okay. Um, and I think he was kind of being brought in and, like, used around this, um to assist him in getting bookings. Cause even looking at those folks in 2018, like how often was Brian Milanis and Ryan Galeone on beyond shows?
1: Galeone at that time kind of was like a start stop push guy. Yeah. Like, I think he was like,
0: wasn't he in like CZW at the time or something?
1: I think so. Cause I, I think he might be a, a Brian minor, Brian Myers trainee too. Cause I remember, like they did when when Brian had gotten fired, they did like him and then Ryan Rush, who did a, a Young Lions Cup match y'all covered on a, a Joe homework a while ago. It, it was those two against JT Dunn and Chris Hero on a Beyond show. So it was like he had a little run, went away. They tried him in a d- couple different tag teams and, and such, and then he disappeared for years and then just recently is now back doing Beyond again.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at his cage match. And in 2018, he wrestled six matches in beyond. And
1: I think his last match was eventually at the end of the, like in December, the month after this Cibernetico show, they did a beyond versus Chikara show there. And I believe he wrestles and is defeated by the boar. Mm. And then he's, and then he's, that's it until like 2021 for beyond.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he looks like he's a cap guy as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, that was like they had because part of me thought it was sort of a way to get either the Young Lions Cup more attention because Cam would defend it and beyond or just be like, we have a grand championship. We can do some more fun, unique things with the Young Lions Cup, like have it give it to somebody else and have it defended in another company.
4: hmm. Um, so, and yeah,
1: Cam's was like, mostly
0: just like a manager guy now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I don't know that he wrestles very often at all, at least not in Beyond.
0: Right. Busy day in
1: wrestling history.
0: It certainly was. Uh, So busy so that we're not going to do likes and dislikes. I'm Uh, I'm, I'm okay with this. There's so many other shows on Soon to Be Named Network. uh, And Soon to Be Named Network, uh, Jason, if you listen to Tim and Marcus on Viewer's Choice, uh, you got their ringing endorsement of Survivor Series this past (laughs) Sunday. Um, Social media was all over the Egg storyline on Monday Night Raw. And I'm sure Brett and DJ are going to cover uh, AEW Dark, Dark Elevation, and AEW Dynamite. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about what we're talking about here. I like talking about old wrestling, you know? So do I. But I but I do want to throw out something that, uh, you know, a lot
1: of times you guys talk about WWE and AEW and don't get a chance to talk a lot about a lot of other current wrestling, which is which is fine. I totally understand. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to Eddie Kingston because this weekend on new Japan strong, which is their U S show on Saturday at, at 8 PM at debuts on new Japan world, uh, you get in a Philadelphia street fight and it's worth noting this was taped in October based on who's in the match. It's Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston
4: from the 2300
1: arena. So you get a rematch from that grand slam rampage done in Philadelphia with those four guys. And then Eddie Kingston was announced as being booked again by new Japan uh, for their strong tapings in California in December. So hope to see more of that guy there and uh, maybe internationally when uh, that becomes a possibility again.
4: Yeah.
0: I know his dream would be all Japan, but I don't think that's going to be an option. Um, I know he's been over to Japan twice before, I think for uh, Osaka pro uh, but getting over there for new Japan, like that's awesome. You know, Uh, Eddie is, you know, I would say arguably the best wrestler going today. Yeah. He, he, and he fits them like a glove. Like it, to me, it just makes a
1: lot of sense for sure. And just uh, want to bring some attention to that for people who aren't in, uh, checking out some Eddie Kingston wrestling over the week.
0: Oh, and I'll say this. If you want to check out Eddie Kingston commentary, I know that you watched it on dark elevation this week. Uh, the aforementioned, Uh, Logan LaRue, Logan LaRoe, just just Logan, right? Sure. Uh, Taking on Tony Nice, but uh, the commentary was Tony Schiavone, uh, no more BS, tall Paul, and Eddie Kingston. And uh, I I thought the match was really good. And I thought, like, Eddie just saying a little bit at the beginning, saying, like, I know this guy from the Indies, he does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, so on and so forth, was like, I think that was enough to give Logan like a ton of credibility in his debut match. Yeah.
1: I don't watch like a ton of dark, but that felt like more like for, for somebody who's just like shows up for their debut and it doesn't have like a huge name outside of wrestling. That seemed to be like a lot more than most guys get. And that's, I think just Eddie talking because that's because Eddie Kingston genuinely likes the guy, you know? Yeah. So it, it was, it was great. I think, you know, he got, Logan got some good offense in which some guys don't get I was uh it's hard to not be biased but I was really pleased with it
0: of course and listen we all wear our biases on our sleeves and you know sometimes you have to be transparent about those sort of things and you know maybe risk uh getting something stooged off to you or being honest you know uh right, I but I, but I, but I always I always say uh I'm glad that all all my uh, all my friends that are in wrestling are good, so I don't have to lie about like their segments being good because they typically are good. Yeah. Doesn't that help when you're when your friends actually do good things? Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't do something good, I could just not say anything. You know, let's not draw attention
1: to it. Yeah. More people
0: really need to to listen to that advice. You don't have to say. Nope. Nope. You certainly do not. Uh, but no I would be remiss I know you and Logan are pals. Uh you guys went to the same college together, right? We sure did. Same college as uh, as old
1: Tony Shivani too. So and uh hey man a Page's wife. So
0: and some, and uh, some good our representation. our mutual friend uh Ian as well. That's right. Yes. I don't quite, think you might quite the wrestling that. history coming out of that college, huh? Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. Like
1: like that that's just one of the things where I find that out and I'm like wait, you? How? Yeah, so that's that's a lot of fun.
0: Uh-huh. I always like I said, I don't get it, but I always get such a kick out of whenever you and Ian and Logan make some sort of like super inside reference about like the lunch at the school or something, you know, (laughs) that's right. I have no idea what they're talking about, but like I love the fact that like you guys are all involved in wrestling and you guys all have that other shared experience as well, you know, and and like way different like me and Logan
1: are, are closer together. But like Ian is is. A bit older than us and Tony even more So we have just like very different experiences So that's a lot of yeah. fun too <laughs> uh, Alright, so are we ready to get into voicemail? Absolutely, I'm I'm very nervous But very excited
0: Right, uh, Voicemail still very new Does not have its own intro jingle yet That's not me soliciting for one either I'm just saying, you know uh, Also saying I did not listen to any of these calls So if anybody says anything objectionable It's on them And I will give you their home addresses Because I think I either have them or I can get them. I also stand by, if it's about the IFT or we are moving on. All right.
3: All right. First call. All right. Let's try this again this week. Same phone, but we will see if it's working any better. Quickly this week, you know it isn't working? And is no longer working for WWE. Jackson Riker, Woo! That's right. Take that, you racist fucking asshole. I win. Go ahead. Block me. Mute me. Silence me across all of social media, because I asked you one question many, many years ago, even before your most recent bout of racism, a previous bout of racism, and you ran off and blocked me and anyone else asking like a fucking coward, and now you're unemployed. Woo! Everyone else that got released, that sucks. And I hope them best. Jack Riker can go fuck himself. You guys don't do that, though.
0: All right. That was Kevin Hellions. Uh, you know, he missed the key tenant of a good phone call is introducing yourself at the beginning of the call.
1: Well, th- I'll tell you what, that sounded a lot better than last week because I heard exactly what he was talking about.
0: Exactly. Right. Good call, good audio quality. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of WWE releases uh, last week, you know? Um. I- I don't know. There might, I I would guess there might be not releases, but a lot more, let's say in the next three months, you're going to see a lot more names, not in WWE anymore. Yeah.
1: I think, you know, my, my, my thought is just like, whenever those quarterly earnings come up, that's where they're going to have to say, Hey, is this quarter bigger than the last one? No, let's fire some people to get some money off our books pretty fast. Yeah. I know
0: nothing. That's just uh, what it, what it appears to be to me. And Mm -hmm. it's awful. And I think someone uh, today put up, like, a graphic of, like, who was left on the Raw and SmackDown women's rosters and combined it was less than, like, 20 people. And somebody else was saying, it's like, ah, oh, the Royal Rumble's two months away. Like, there's no way they're going to be able, like, even if they pulled, like, half the NXT women's roster, you're still looking at, like, a shabby Rumble for the women this year. Yeah, I think it's down to like
1: 20 ish women on the main roster right now.
0: Something like that. Between I know it's the like two shows. On, if, Yeah, if it's not 20, it's like right around 20. Yeah. All right, next caller.
2: Hi, Joe. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Um, it's David K., a.k.a. Old Dewicky, a.k.a. Shoesie, a.k.a. the Sneaker Dean, a.k.a. the Jingle Meister. Um, I have a question. It's sort of tangentially related to something that happened at Survivor Series. Um, in the men's elimination match, Kevin Owens walked out on his team, and who? I mean, it, I suppose it remains to be seen exactly what is going to happen from there. But I'm curious: have either one of you ever just walked out of a job? Uh, I never have. I've had I've had one one job that was super short um, when I was in college. I uh, worked for a grocery store for two weeks and just it wasn't working for either one of us. And so they were just like, um, yeah, do you do you want to quit? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. And so that was, we kind of came to that agreement. But I was just curious if, you, if you've ever done anything like what Kevin Owens did last night uh, on the show. So I will take my answer on the show uh because that is a good place to take it. Right, boy, we're just really kind of stealing all of the A damn stuff, aren't we? Uh thanks. Talk to you later.
0: Bye. That's okay to steal the voicemail stuff from Pod Van Dam, even though there's tons of other podcasts that do voicemail stuff. Like I'll say that I stole it from them. Yeah, I think just being on the same network and having a lot
1: of the names crossover and stuff, I think it's a nice one to one comparison. And since we're on Wiki, I have to say the new Joe knows uh, knows the card music bit from last week is one of the funniest moments in show history, no doubt. <laughs>
3: So, no, well I mean,
1: done, my friend.
3: Yeah,
0: David does good work, man, for sure.
1: Uh, so, have
3: so, you
0: uh, ever quit a job like that?
1: No, I haven't. The only thing you think of is when I would go to more parties, I Irish goodbye most uh, every party I went to. But as far as a job goes, no, I've never just walked out on a job.
0: So, I've had very few jobs. Like, I have so many friends that have had like dozens of jobs like in their 30 to 40 plus years, right? And as I sit here and I think to myself, like, I'm not counting, like, a paper route when you're a kid, right? In my entire life, I have had one, two, three, four, five jobs, okay? Uh, First one was a dishwasher at a restaurant. And I didn't quit as much as the restaurant burned down, so I no longer had a job anymore. (laughs) Uh, The next one... Uh, we'll save because I guess this will be the six of one half a dozen to the other of a quit. Um, I worked at McDonald's and I left there to go work at a JCPenney call center. And then I left that job to go to work at the super secret science job in like nine in, in 2000. And I've been at the super secret science job ever since. So, okay. So
1: let's go back to job number two.
0: Okay. So the other job was another uh, another restaurant in the area, another dishwashing job. and uh, you know, I was not part of the group of people that were there. like my brother worked there and he kind of fit in with those type of people. whatever you want to say, those type of people are. Um, I was 17 at the time, maybe 16, 17 at the time, and the I was I was bullied at my job. And the owner's son pushed me while I was doing. Oh, he thought. Oh, so so as a rib. This is a good rib. uh, In one of the one of the one of the like the sinks, he put a pot that he had been heating up the handles on, and he asked me to go grab it for him quick. So that was a fun rib. When I got like like second degree burns on my hands, that was a fun rib. Um. So. He, I I stood up to him one time after that and he pushed me. So I pushed him back and then he assaulted me. And I think that was like our amicable parting of ways with that job. So that's the closest I would say to me quitting a job would be was when the boss's son assaulted me. Even then
1: it's like, okay, that's like a mutual understanding of like, well, clearly this is untenable. Maybe you shouldn't come back. For sure. So, yeah, I could see where, where you're coming from. Uh,
0: I don't know that it exactly counts. I think you're more that that sounds like more being forced out than walking out on your own. Right. But I will say silver lining to that day. Uh, the day that that happened was also the day of King of the Ring 1994. So it all. Oh, wow. Out. OK. Yeah. I got out, I got to work early so I could make it home because you remember back in the day WF pay-per-views on Sunday's. Or, like, on, if they were on a Sunday, they would be, like, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: I remember this well, because speaking of 1994, uh, this is, like, when I was, like, freshly starting watching wrestling. Like, February 94 is, like, watched Raw and have watched ever since. My brother, not a wrestling fan at all, does couldn't care less. He's about four years older than me, and a friend of his, uh, his birthday party was to order WrestleMania 10. And hey. I was so jealous that he went to watch this show and i still tell him today like you saw two of the best wrestlemania matches ever live and you just don't care
0: that's not (laughs) fair oh boy i know a lot of people that have seen a lot of wrestling that they were forced to see and they just don't care it's like oh man you were there for that show it's like yeah i was there with my significant (laughs) other my brother i was someone's ride or whatever it was yeah I, SummerSlam 05 was the first pay-per-view I
1: attended and a woman was just like Bored on her phone the entire time next to me
0: Oh, that's hilarious Yeah, and I'm
1: just like, come on like, like You're not going to even laugh at this hogan Shawn Michaels match, come on
0: <laughs> Alright, next caller
4: Hey Joe Hey Kevin I know Adam's not in the studio This week uh, This is Kenny from the Mission Men uh, First time, long time Day one, At Odds with Wrestling Listener. Uh, What I liked about the world of professional wrestling this week is that a bunch of friends of ours are all going to be on a little YouTube show called AEW Dark Elevation that's dropping Monday night or dropped Monday as you're listening to this later. Dropped this week, so go back and check it out. And what I don't like about the world of professional wrestling is that I did not see the whisper drop a banger graphic about a hot indie match that he's going to have someplace anywhere in the world of professional wrestling because that dude needs to get out there and uh, just get killer matches with killer folks and uh, share the world uh, with the wider world of wrestling, his talents, and all of that good stuff. Thanks again. Love you. Love the show. Love you all the time. Uh, Dana Donnelly is definitely not funny. Peace.
0: Thank you, Kenny. Not to say that that was a bad call, but you really uh, stuck the landing at the end there, of course. Um, Again, we don't listen to these calls in advance. Uh, I would have absolutely, if I knew you'd mentioned Dana Donnelly, I would have beeped it uh, off the show. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, we talked a little bit. And, listen, if you call in and you want to give your like and a dislike or whatever it is or something you know that happened in wrestling history the day we record – And uh, you think we're going to miss it, you know, by all means, uh, let us know. But, uh, yeah, so in addition to Logan being on um, AEW Dark uh, Elevation this past week, Willow Nightingale was on, and uh, Erica Lee was on as well. Mm -hmm. As were uh,
1: Trisha Dora, who's been making a big name for herself, and uh, Joe Keys, who used to be in Des Peloton, and Chakara was on there.
0: Oh, uh, okay, there you go. Look at that.
1: So, so, yeah, super, super cool to see a lot of people I know have – uh, shared locker rooms with, been fans of for years, getting a, a nice spotlight. If nothing else, I always say, like, you know, you come away with a high-quality match on YouTube you can share, if nothing else.
0: You could Like, it's something, you know, You, you it's probably difficult to get your uh, family to come to a show live. It's difficult to get your family to tune into TV at a certain time if you're going to be on. But, like, uh, as you mentioned, a high-quality, high-profile match, on YouTube, you could just send a link to someone. You could post that link on your Facebook page. You know, you could do a million different things with that. And uh, I don't know, Kevin, I don't know how, how well you know Kenny.
1: I do know Kenny. Yeah, We, we met at a King, the last King of Trios. He came and introduced himself. Super nice guy. I like Kenny a lot.
0: No other comments about the other things he mentioned on the call? Seems he knows me pretty well. <laughs> All right. Next caller.
3: Hello, Joe. Hello, Kevin. Vansky here. I'm sorry I couldn't be there to record this week. Really sad I didn't get to talk about the golden egg. But I am sure so far the show has been about a solid hour of nothing but Kevin agreeing with Joe. You know, next year, you should get the wiki on the pod as well to join you two. And then Sposo McMahon there would have both his Patterson and Briscoe in one place. Uh, Ideas for next year. Ideas for next year. So while you're recording this, I am working a late night at the importer exporters, preparing the place for the absolute fucking scum that will be darkening my doors on Friday and the weekend after. And I mean that. If you or anyone you know in the year 2021 – Go to fucking stores, like physical fucking stores When you get in a car and you're like, I'm going to drive through traffic. I'm going to find a parking spot. I'm going to go out in the cold and I'm going to go into a store on fucking Thanksgiving or Black Friday. You are the worst type of human being. Seriously, there's not a single goddamn fucking thing that's on sale that weekend. You cannot buy right this second on the Internet. It is, it's fucking maddening, man. I hope every single one of those motherfuckers waiting in line at 5 a.m. gets hypothermia. Fuck. Anyways, my weekly purchases include some AEW figs <laughs> that I bought from Ringside for my nephew for Christmas, as well as the FWF live DVD from the Major Pod Network. That's it for me, boys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving to you and all the listeners. Fuck that fraudulent tournament over on The A Show, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye. So if you and David Kincan and Kevin, are my Patterson and Briscoe, does that make Adam Brucey or does that make Adam Vince Russo? Oh, God,
1: that is that. What a choice that is. Uh, all I'll say is this. Until there comes a day where I purchase a used jacket from Joe Sposto or Leonard F. Jacarson who's been hit by a bus. You have lost all privileges on calling anybody a stooge, fanboy, what have you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I completely agree about everything else you said about Black Friday. That's These people are savages.
0: Now, uh, and again, not to tip my hand on my weekly purchases, but we'll get there. Um, so one of the weekly purchases that I have this week is something that when I ordered it online from a place they did not give me the option to have it shipped to my home. The only option it gave me was to pick it up at the store. And when I ordered it on Monday, they said the earliest it'll be available for pickup is Friday. And they do offer like the contactless, contactless thing where they'll bring it out to your car and everything else like that. But I was upset because it would have been like, I've ordered from this place before. They've shipped stuff to my house. But in this instance, they did not give me an option to have it shipped to my house.
1: So, does that mean you're going to go Friday or just wait and, like, pick it up Sunday, Monday?
0: Well, it depends on what's going on Friday because we do have plans to go get the Christmas tree. And uh, depending on how everything goes, because, like, it'll be, like, I'll get, like, the email notification saying, like, hey, your item's ready for pickup. And if we're home and the tree's up and everything else like that, we could just swing by and grab it, you know?
1: Mm. Sure. Uh, also, I've, I've I've thought about this. Uh, Vansky would definitely be the Vince Russo.
0: Okay, uh, based on some of his booking ideas from the uh, much maligned by him A-show. I w- uh, yes, definitely the A-show. I thought you were going to talk about Hulk Hogan on the
1: moon, and I was actually going to defend Vansky and say that that was a tremendous segment. But, yeah,
0: A-show stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, next call, Pink Button time.
3: Hey, this is Ed from uh I'm sorry, I need lunch. I'm on the lunch screen. Um... I have a question for you and
4: Kevin. I just wanted –
3: you're both commentary boys, so I was just wondering, if you could go back and call any match in history, what would you pick? Uh, For me, I would pick the clusterfuck that John Thorne was really, really drunk during, because I was sober when I watched it, and sober – so I got to realize that John Thorne was very drunk and annoying Ron Funches, so i have done anything in my power – to make sure that he did that even more, because I would want to break Ron Funchess on commentary. Because he seems like a really nice guy, and I want to see what he's like when he gets uh, angry. So that's my answer. Uh, curious to see what you guys thought with. Okay, bye.
0: Thank you, Ed. Kevin, I'll let you field this one first. Gosh, I,
1: I'm i trying to do some quick thing here. First of all, I want to say, Ed, I am so glad that your dog is doing well. Uh That was – I'm glad it got resolved quickly, and I'll throw this out here. I would love to send your dog a present. So if you're comfortable giving me an address of any kind, please do DM me. I'd love to send uh, little Doyle a a toy so his recovery can go as well as possible. Uh, Now that I've – oh, go ahead.
0: Kevin, if you'd like, uh, since I'm the one who donated the $4,000, you could also send me something as well.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, and it's anonymous, so I can't uh, go and follow that up. Mm-hmm. At all. Could it it could be anyone. So why could, not it me? It literally could be anybody. Uh yes. I would say if I had to go and call a match, we talked a little bit about encore matches. There is a match that had no commentary because it was pretty short that happened over in England. It was Orange Cassidy versus Dustin, whatever name he was using at that time <laughs> by that tour. Uh, and it and um Chuck Taylor trademark the real Chuck Taylor whatever you want to call him makes an appearance at some point during that match so that would have been a real treat to go back and call that's the first thing that comes to mind
0: if I was to pick one it would be the main event for the 1992 Royal Rumble I would replace Gorilla and it would be me and Bobby Heenan calling that match that would would be an absolute blast it would just essentially Bobby still doing his whole shtick and me with the knowledge of what that match entails and everything else like that, not to say that Gorilla did not do a great job in that match. I think he did a fantastic job. But imagine getting to be the straight man to that Bobby Heenan performance, possibly the greatest commentary performance of all time. That would be that is a blast. Oh, and
1: this and I and i looked it up real quick. This is uh, when he was, quote, this is how we do it.
0: Oh, I saw somebody, uh, my friend Nakia, tweet that out today. Uh, She's just like, of all the previous aliases, I don't know why this is how we do it popped into my head today. That that one
1: is probably one of the more memorable. That and Rick Beanbag are my two favorites.
0: I'm not sure how Rick Beanbag, Rick Beanbag made it through the strict censor that's <laughs> Jakar. What are you talking again, about? But then again, I don't know how plugging be the com made it through commentary in 2005. Oh God. Don't go to that website. I won't. All right. All right. Next caller.
4: Hi, Adam. Matt fish here. I wanted to say happy
5: Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, say hello to Joe, especially to Adam who's working against the holiday rush and a special hello to Kevin Ford. Uh, one of my early favorite podcasters, love to hear you guys on fan to fan and that's how I was introduced to Joe. Um, looking forward to hearing the show. I want to know what are you guys gonna listen to uh, at least when you're trying to get away for the holidays or anything podcast wise that you're working on a backlog. I know I have a bunch of episodes of between the sheets to go through as well as some episodes of uh excuse me, just some other episodes of, like, Tom and Simpson's. I uh, hope you guys have a great show, and uh, looking forward to hearing my response off the air. So, have a nice trip. Bye.
0: Oh, Matt's such a good dude. Thanks for calling in. I talk to Matt all the time. He's a good uh, podcast recommendation type fella, you know? Yeah, he's a great guy, and, I,
1: and I'm blown away that he was introduced to you through that podcast. I would have never guessed anybody would have. Uh, that would have been the introduction to – Joe Sposto for anybody was that show
0: who we uh, we mentioned uh, Ian before, but a friend of his either in like the gaming community or some sort of other community the other day, just like randomly, like two o'clock in the morning, tweeted at me saying today, I just learned that Joe Sposto used to be Leonard F. Chikarison. <laughs> so it's still so funny to me that people like even now where I haven't been Leonard of Chikarison for, you know, five years or whatever the hell it's been, are just now putting the pieces together, you know? And I think just as, as time goes by and the,
1: the, the time between you being Leonard F. J. Carson and not just grows further I think it's, it's not going to get any better. I think that's just going to be the case for more people.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I got a bunch of podcasts, Um uh, because it's been busy and because, you know, commitments and so forth and whatnot, I've, I'm very behind on podcasts, but I'll throw these two out here that are like next in the hopper, if you will. Um, The You've Got to Be Kidding Me podcast uh, by Garrett Kidney, and I forget his co-host's name. Um, They're going month by month through the history of TNA. Uh, They're currently up to May of 2003, which was the month of the world title push for the Disco Inferno. Uh, That podcast is a lot of fun. Garrett is like possibly the most knowledgeable knowledgeable person about tna in history does he does he or does he
1: not work for them now
0: i think he does currently work for them now okay
1: yes and it was like a no-brainer to hire him to do like social media and history stuff for them
0: right and then the other one is a podcast that phil schneider of the dvdr uh message board he does a podcast i don't know if you saw his like uh book that came out recently this year that way of the blade book yes i have so he does a podcast it's unfortunately a little little infrequent you know uh but he'll have someone on to discuss a a match particularly a very bloody match that happened in wrestling history uh this week's episode is them talking about the cody versus dustin rhodes match and their guest is dustin rhodes that's incredible
1: wow that's amazing
0: like bix tweeted it out i saw it and i'm like holy shit yeah that's amazing what a get yeah that's uh but awesome. tony uh, Tony khan's been on the show before dom's been on the show before uh jb's been on the show before so it's like the fact that like jb and dom are in the same breath as podcast guests mm-hmm. to talk about like matches they've been in or matches that they whatever um that dustin Rhodes and tony khan have been in
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to have to check out that episode myself. Wow.
0: Yeah. And just before we wrap up uh, and get to our last call here, I did hear back from Jerry and he told me that it never – the talk show thing never went up because there was a problem with the audio being recorded. Got it. Got
1: it. Oh, and I need to answer
0: Matt Fish's question. Yes.
1: So I can tell you that uh, my fiance and I will be listening to some uh, older episodes of The Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants with uh, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger I know one of the ones we're starting with is uh, Mary Sohn, who's in AP Bio. Uh, they went to a place called Insomnia Cookies, which I've never heard of. But that's one of those shows where it doesn't matter who the guest is or the chain is or whatever. It's always a hoot. Uh, if anyone's interested in listening to that, they had Excalibur on last month to talk about Costco. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And they also had uh, Joey Janella on over the summer, and I forget what he talked about. But I've already put in my, my request for Bryce Ramsberg to be on. I know him. Oh, and they've had Cole Cabana on. So all those guys I know at least went to a live Doughboy show like right before the pandemic. Like Dynamite just happened to be in the same town they were. And everybody who's been there except for Bryce has been in the podcast. So it's time. Let's get them on there. That should be the next unwieldy hashtag when there is a space for one.
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, they talked about it on uh, Major Wrestling Figures this week that the uh, Ethan Page FTC figure is finally like closer to coming out. Yes. And I wonder if that's delaying him getting a figure in the AEW line.
1: Hmm. That's an
0: interesting theory. Yeah. Cause those weird contracts, the FTC people had, you know, right. Um, which also makes me sad that we're never going to get a uh, LA Knight elite, you know,
1: <laughs> hold on. Did you, did you do the point? I can't see you on the,
0: no, on the no. Here. I shrugged my shoulders in a sad way. Cause I want an LA mm. night figure. Go with oh, the, okay, like, fair enough. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, you could just pick up the tremendous-looking FTC
1: figure of him instead. <laughs> in <the meantime.
0: laughs> oh boy, that render is a thing that they did and put out for people to look at, <laughs> huh? It sure is something
1: you
5: can purchase.
0: Yeah. All right. Last call.
5: Hey, Joe. Hey, Kevin. Um, it's Tom Green. Um, I'm wiping right now. Um, I, I've got a bone to pick, though. Like, why, why, Kevin? I'm right here. Like, he's not even like on Twitter or anything anymore. I'm on there all the time. I I have an addiction. I have a problem. Um, I know I know all the lingo. I know all the stories, all the discourse. Why not me, Joe? I remember when I gave up on my podcast years ago, I would just have you on every month because I didn't want to contact anybody else. I mean, you were great. But it's the truth. I could just email you and you would do it. But I, I, I'm not good enough for long box heroes wrestling edition. What? Come on. I, 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 I can't take Vansky's spot. I could buy someone's ring-worn underwear and put it over my face while I record. Come on. Why, Joe? You've let me down. You've let the people down. Um, you've, you've disgraced us all. And I don't know if, I don't know if we can come back from this. I, I'm going to put a voodoo hex on your, on your podcast. Uh, I'm going to call my friend Billy Graham, caca, caca. And he will haunt this shit so fast. And you, you won't have I a podcast, multiple podcasts, a Patreon, um, that microphone will disappear out of your house. It'll just be you and April and Asa sitting around playing Roblox all day. So you better think about the next time Adam has to take time off. Better think twice. Also, hi, Kevin. I've missed you. Bye.
0: So that is true. Uh, Tom has had many podcasts throughout the course of his life and many times He would just say, hey, Joe, you want to be on the podcast tonight? And I'd be like, yes, I do. Um, And that would be that. And it was just one of those things where I talked to Tom a lot, but I talked to Kevin a lot more these days. And it was just like, all right, I needed to fill this quickly. And I know a lot of it also is. You know, even though my kid goes to bed at a later time, like, this 9 o'clock recording schedule for me is kind of locked in because it's been locked in since he was, like, a baby and stuff. And I know Tom still has two young children, and when we here are recording this episode, it was on a Wednesday, and I know he and the family definitely watch AEW live. I wouldn't want to take him away from that. But I will say this. Next time Vansky has more important things to do, like – work or a Yankees game uh Tom you'll be the first one I call
1: I'd love that I always love when you guys did wrestle folks and stuff together uh yeah. I also I also want to say I don't post on Twitter very much often but I am still fairly often on there but I also don't know why that's necessarily a qualifier to be on this particular <laughs> podcast this isn't
2: uh, uh
1: this isn't pod Van Dam. like that would make sense but I don't know why that has anything to do with with this
0: and I would have to say of the Longbox Heroes family of podcasts, it was quite some time ago, but when Tom was on to talk about the secret inner workings of the circus, uh, I think that's a tough one to top because that's one of my favorite, uh, you know, we very rarely have people on the comic book shows or even less people on After Dark, but to get Tom on to do that one, that's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. that I That was amazing. Yeah. Did he also come on to talk monster trucks or did I make that up? Well, so what happened was, uh, I think I talked the monster trucks and then Tom is like, oh my God, that's so much like the circus. And then that begat him coming on so we could talk about like the similarities between the two. Okay, got it. So I think that's where my brain went.
1: Also, I think it's just worth mentioning maybe he wasn't on because he only happens to be able to be near a phone recording device when he's taking a dump.
0: That's true. We got to work around his uh, pooping schedule.
1: Yeah. Seems to be pretty full these days based on these last two voicemails. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. You know, I, I understand.
0: Listen, uh, I'm, a, I'm a healthy American patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I use the, the men's laboratory twice a week, you know, so to schedule those things in there, myself and Mark, you know, it's our diets that cause this anyway.
1: There is a there is this does bring up a question, though, because even when you asked me to do it, I didn't question. I said yes right away. But. You had always said in the past, like, Todd is the guy. Whenever Adam can't make it or someone needs to replace, like, it's Todd. Todd's the go-to. So why why wasn't Todd the guy this time?
0: Okay, so when we did the Todd one, that was also the one where I got all the people to leave the voicemails as well. Uh, of all the people telling me no. Mm-hmm. And yes. the ne- The next time that I had Todd on, that I have Todd on, I would want it to be an episode where it's Todd and Michelle, uh, DJ's wife of Wings on Wings, who absolutely despises wrestling. I would want the two of them to be on because the initial plan was going to be like at the, you know, right before the pandemic started, there was like sometime in May that Vansky was supposed to be going on some sort of job trip where he's going to be gone for like two weeks. And one of the episodes was going to be Todd and Michelle watch whatever that AEW pay-per-view was in May, uh, like at the height of the pandemic, and they were going to be on to talk about the (laughs) pay-per-view.
1: So now it's just sort of like waiting for that to happen again.
0: Right. Waiting for like that to be perfect and line up to get the two of them to be available to watch some sort of wrestling and Adam not be around. Like that's a more like you know, uh, perfect storm sort of thing. And then I think, what was it, last year we did the draft thing with uh, Bohr and Sidney Bacabella. Yes. I don't want to do the same thing all the time when Adam's not around, you know? Like, yeah. I know it was, I think it was like we did Todd once and then it ended up being so big with all the call-ins. I'm like, if I do Todd again as the co-host, then I got to do, you know, something else alongside of it, you know? Got it. Yeah, okay, yeah. That that's a that's a great answer. I, I would love to hear that podcast one day. Make it happen. All right, we'll try. All right, so plugs. Um, of course, we mentioned before, independentwrestling.tv, uh, aka Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Use the promo code at odds. Does not get you anything free, but if you're a new subscriber, it lets Jerry know that you came to him from us. Uh, you can check out RT Public Store. Excuse me. Uh, slash longboxheroes. Uh, everything's thirty five percent off until next week, sometime. I think like next Tuesday. Um, and you can get a bunch of add odds inspired stuff, longbox heroes inspired stuff, longbox heroes after dark inspired st- stuff. I think uh, my wife actually, because Todd was here today uh, at the house, picking up the onion pizza and dropping off my comics. Uh, that my wife requested that she wants a fish math T shirt. So somebody might, she might be getting that in her stocking this year. Um, what and, better uh,
1: gift to give your wife than that of a fish math t-shirt.
0: Exactly. Uh, Final wrestling place and uh, hit my music inspired stuff there. You can also help us out by making any and all of your purchases as we are getting toward the holiday season, black Friday, cyber Monday, uh, small business Saturday, leave me the hell alone Sunday, whatever it is, uh, our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, and no, uh, Kevin, because you're on the show, you do not get Adam's cut of the fucking money from the uh, affiliate link this week. Yeah, I just had <laughs> to do that for the bit. Some of the notable purchases. Thank you. Some of the notable purchases through the click through this week was somebody bought uh, uh, Amazon Fire Stick 4K Max device. Uh, somebody also purchased the Pokemon Celebrations Collector's Chest. And I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or off mic. I'm going to guess it was maybe on one of the shows where, like, that collector, that celebration stuff is, like, crazy expensive, you know? Is so, Snorlax involved at all? No, no Snorlax. Uh, you know what? I don't know if Snorlax is involved. Like, obviously, all the branding is Pikachu, you know? Sure. Because he's, like, the number one Pokichu of all time. It's the John Cena. I get it. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, somebody also purchased, uh, uh, I guess it's a five-pack Amazon-exclusive box set of Captain America Through the Ages Funko Pops. And somebody also purchased Funko Pops of Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity from something called The Matrix. I don't know I what gonna, that is. I was going to say, you might soon know what
1: that's about. if you. And okay. so, so will the fans if they subscribe to the Longbox Heroes Patreon.
0: Yeah, next month we'll be watching... Uh, the matrix and i'll be now and that's thing i you know saying that i've seen i'm seeing it for the first time i saw like the first like 20 minutes of it and then i walked out of the theater when keanu reeves (laughs) says well why no kung fu and i'm like oh it's this movie i'll see you guys later
2: oh boy you know Uh, just
0: uh... oh god i was gonna say i am concerned because it's one of those movies in such a short amount of time like it came out like what 1999 i think it was yes that so much of what happened in that movie was so influential on not only pop culture, but so many other movies that it's not going to hit me the same way that it did. People who saw it in full for the first time. Probably not, but
1: I think that's what makes the podcast so fun is hearing yeah. what your first time take is versus. That's why it's so great. Like maybe Todd doesn't think some movie you hold in high regard is so great because of he, he saw it when he did now and you saw it as a kid or a teen or whatever.
0: I just can't imagine anyone at any age watching Dick Tracy and not thinking it's a fantastic movie.
1: Well, I can't (laughs) imagine anyone buying Funko Pops, but here we are. Uh, Listen,
0: I think people are just buying them so that they could downsize them.
1: (laughs) I'm saying to purge them eventually.
0: Yes. Uh, And, oh, I mentioned Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. They got streaming stuff this week. Uh, Thursday night after you're done with the fixins, get the family around the browser and watch beyond wrestling's uncharted territory. Uh, Mike Bennett versus Ryan Galeone. Masha Slamovich versus Charlie Evans. Uh, Matt Makowski against hashtag not my Slade. And Teddy Goods taking on Max Caster, who absolutely will say, hey, yo, and listen.
1: <laughs> Those are two things you can promise.
0: Right. And then Friday night, AIW is holding Hell on Earth. I'm getting the uh, confirmations and numbers from uh, the boss himself, the brass, if you will, uh, as we are recording this. Uh, I still don't know who the third man is. I still think it's going to be Mabel somehow uh, as the Rip Rip City shooters and question mark. Take on Broski himself and PME, who are now Broski 1 and 2, which doesn't make any sense because so I guess does that make Broski Broski Prime now?
1: Yeah, they need they need some other name like a, a Broski head or something along those lines to
0: yeah. fit. uh and of course we have Matthew Justice taking on Psycho Clown, Kaplan taking on PCO, uh amongst many other matches. I am happy to see so many of the AIW folks. Uh, Going out there, cutting some promos, doing some interesting stuff, trying to get some social media buzz, uh, not only around themselves, but also around their matches and also around the show this Friday night. Uh, I will be watching live Friday night, uh, even though, as is my understanding, because I have a uh, business account, uh, my viewing doesn't count toward, like, the view number for, uh, you know, the promotions and stuff. Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, that's a. But hey, you know what?
1: Like this, this to me is like one of the the most must see shows they've had since like their mania weekend on IWTV, like Kaplan versus PCO. Forget about it. That's going to be wild. And then yep. you've got who's the third man like that. That to me is must see stuff. So if you're around Friday night, I, too, will be watching as much of this live as I possibly can. I can't wait. I was I legit uh, was fist pumping at the end of the the card is going to change the week when they said it was going to be on IWTV.
0: Yeah. John's a good promoter, man. Uh, you know, he may not be a good actor in that clip that they—it's been circulating from him in <laughs> Wrestling Road Diaries—but he's a good promoter.
1: Uh, yeah. The, the boy, the haircuts in that clip too.
0: Yeah, it was very much of the time. And what was it? Two thousand eight, maybe was that eight, when, nine? It, yeah, yeah, about that time. I've had this. I've had that same haircut for the last twenty years. You know, <laughs> the only way that you could tell a difference of when a picture of me was taken was how much I weigh. You know uh Hey, hey,
1: cool cool never goes out of
0: style. So that's why you kept that Ugh, haircut all this time. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Laziness never goes out of style. That's for sure. Alright. So I think that's it for the main show, Kevin. Alright. Uh so now it's something. time. I now I know it's time for your favorite part of the show. Hang on, let me hit the, bu- no, hit the bu- uh, can, can Can I not hear the jingle, please? Oh, you don't want to hear the Vansky purchase's jingle?
1: Uh, well, you know, I know this is going to make him very upset. So if there's a way to play it for maybe the other people aside from myself to then, uh, then that would be acceptable. Now we could skip it. All right. uh So, hey, what purchases do you have? I only got a couple things to talk about. So uh, Ring of Honor has their annual insanity sale as like a, a playoff of delirious this time of year. Tons of deep discounted stuff. So I decided to just pick up a, a swath of DVDs because who knows what's going to happen with. Honor Club and things like that with Ring of Honors, Hiatus, and whatnot. But in honor of the 2021 gender neutral monarch, I purchased myself a Danhausen coffee mug as part of that sale as well.
0: Oh, look at that. Of all the Danhausen merchandise, it's so strange that uh does he not sell his own coffee mugs? I if he did, I didn't see when he sold his own coffee. He had
1: coffee beans that I also tried uh at that time, I think, and it may still be the case, it was like Rootless Coffee was the name of it, and it was only sold in stores around Michigan, and it just so happened that I have a friend who lived within striking distance of a grocery store that sold his coffee. So he got me some, I tried it, and it was delicious, uh, but Ring of Honor had their own line of, like, this really cool Dan Housen design that was sold on, like, a tote, a t-shirt, a coffee mug, all these other things, and so I decided to go with the mug.
0: Cool. Yeah. What about uh, you? So, uh, I mentioned before an item that I have to pick up in person, and we talked before about somebody else purchasing through the Amazon link. uh, One of the Pokemon TCG uh, celebrations deals. Um, There is a Twitter account, uh, Wario64, that does kind of, like, video game and video game adjacent stuff, and he's typically the account that I follow to let folks know when, like, your Xbox, Xbox Ones and PlayStation 5s and so forth are available, but I have my alerts and tags set for whenever he tweets out about Pokemon TCGO stuff. And I've been missing a lot of it because it's super hot. But there was a Pokemon Celebrations set that comes with a giant, like, figurine of fat Pikachu, which is the best Pikachu. Um. So, and it comes with, like, a large card and a bunch of packs and whatever. Uh, but uh, it was sold through the local importer-exporter place. So I have to go to their parking lot and send them a text to have them bring it out to me sometime this weekend. And I did uh, message Adam about this, and he said, going into the store is bad. Having the employees bring stuff out to your car is fine. Okay, that's good. That's good that you got the the nod from him. Right. Not as good as the Todd nod, but the Adam acknowledgement is <laughs> equally, Yes.
1: I forgot about the acknowledgement. It's amazing how many like internal like jokes or or references you guys have built for yourself over like a decade or whatever it's oh, been yeah, now.
0: It's just stupid shit, you know what I mean? Like, like so little of it is planned, and just like it'll pop somebody or somebody will push it back, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna write that down, you know? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's that's double
1: J. J. There's my Jeff Jarrett impression for the week. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the only other purchase I have is I found in stores, the legends, uh, WWE legends, elite collection, Kevin Nash figure. Oh, Hey now. So I, I had one that I bought through targets website and it came and was fine, but some about like the, the paint deco and stuff kind of looked off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to hold off. Wait to see if I can find a better one. Happened to go to my store to buy something else. And there it was just one on the shelf with a bunch of other, uh, Billy ass figures and Roddy Piper legends. <laughs> And uh, definitely looked a lot better. So that other Kevin Nash, if uh, it, it actually, like, I'm a psychopath, so it actually looks great. So if you're looking for one uh, still in the package, let me know. Otherwise, I will uh, maybe give it to, to Toys for Tots. Let a little little kid open a Kevin Nash on a, a, a Christmas morning this year.
0: That's right. Hopefully it comes with authentic wine drinking action or <laughs> something of that nature.
1: Uh, I prefer the ravioli eating action.
0: Yes. Uh, so I do have two more. Um, so, uh, Kevin, are you aware of who Emmy made is Emmy
1: made? I feel like that, that name rings a bell, but right. uh, I'm so, going to say no.
0: Okay. So this is something that I attempt to explain to my kid all the time when he watches his multitude of YouTube people. And he's like, dad, do you know X? And I'm like, buddy, there's so many different people on YouTube. It's so difficult. Like when we were growing up, there was five channels. You know, so you could get away with that. Do you know X a lot easier than today? Uh, So Emmy made is a YouTuber um, who like does a whole bunch of like weird food stuff, right? And my wife loves her videos. She watches them all the time, cracks up over them all the time. And it's just one of those things where like my wife wouldn't think to look beyond like just watching her videos on YouTube, right? So I'm like, okay, does this person have any merchandise? Does this person do anything else other than YouTube? And she ended up for the holidays putting up a shirt uh, that has like – it just has like kanji on it that is Japanese for let's eat, which is like her catchphrase in the show or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So I ordered that shirt from a wife to get her for Christmas, and I feel confident in saying that because she's probably asleep uh, and she won't hear me saying that. And then uh the other thing was uh we paid for the uh, hosting renewal on longboxheroes.com so we don't have to worry about it again for 3 years which in and of itself is an ordeal unto itself um but let's just say I'm glad it's over. Is that the situation where you
1: had to like get it from the other guy to pay it who like wasn't involved with the show anymore? Yeah, so
0: he don't listen to this. So fuck it. You know, he don't listen to any of the shows. Um so uh 3 years ago the site just like shut down and I was freaking out, right? And he has it. My friend Brian has it under his name and he has it for two other defunct podcasts that he doesn't even do anymore. But because he has everything all bundled together and in his name, he won't just let mine go, Longbox Heroes go to me and he won't let um the other two go away so he's renewing three websites under this account two of which do nothing right so i i asked him 3 years ago I'm like just give the stuff to me give the stuff to me give the stuff to me he he just ignores me right so from there i had it in my i had it in my uh google calendar to remind me like a couple weeks before the 3 years would be up to start pushing on him And he goes, oh, I looked into it, and the renewal for another three years is going to be, like, double what it was last year. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right. You know, I feel as though we can probably get a better deal on it. Now, I will say, even at the double price, I talked to some folks, and they told me that that price isn't that bad for renewing the hosting for three websites for three years. I'm like, no, we could do better, right? That's just my – never accept the first offer, right? Right. So I'm pushing back to them, like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Just give it over to me. Let me take care of it. And my plan going into recording Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes uh, After Dark this week was to s- publicly solicit to people like, hey, I need assistance in moving hosting from one site to another. Do you know how to do this? If you do, get in touch. Let's talk, right? So in between us recording... The two shows last week, or this week rather, Brian messages me and says that they hit him on an auto renewal two weeks earlier, and instead of like and again, you know what fuck it I don't care, so instead of being four hundred dollars for the three sites for three years, it only ended up being like three hundred and thirty dollars, and I'm like, okay, well, four hundred is fine and three thirty is whatever, so like I gotta send like I gotta send him my half of that, right. And I was expecting to send it in two weeks, so I ended up having to send it now and, you know, just had to move some money around or whatever it was um, for, uh, you know, the holidays and stuff. But now I have it in my thing of, like, three years, or, like, or actually, like, 12, two years and 11 months when we have to go through this shit again to start pushing back on them, like, hey, just give this stuff to me, please let me do this, so on and so forth. And just so you know, uh, as, as however it sounds like I'm coming across with this, it makes Todd even much more mad than it makes me.
1: But now you guys
0: have full control of it or no? No, we do not. Oh, boy. he just went because it hit him on an auto renewal. He didn't get a chance to. Ah, okay. got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, well, and. And like I said, his two podcasts that he does, he has not done episodes of them since June of 2020, but he went ahead and renewed both sites. And you have to pay for part of that. Right. Which I'm fine with because I'm paying for mine, too, you know, but I, I assume that the price could be lower or better or something if it was renewing one site as opposed to three sites. But
1: you'd only know for sure if you were able to get the login information and stuff from him that you've been asking for. Correct. Well, I'm glad to hear at least the podcast is allegedly going to continue for at least three years. So that's yes. good news for for listeners. Correct. And uh, I did look up the Emmy Maids YouTube channel. Is your wife aware that one of like the first videos, like her most recent videos is her eating Sour Patch Kids? Yes. That boil her blood as much as I think it did.
0: Uh, she probably skipped that one.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, or, Good well, for the mental health. She's not the one who would leave like a comment to tell her how bad it is for her teeth or something, no, you know? No, certainly not. Um, and, but hey, last but not least, I know it's like in the weekly purchases segment. I want to push it up a little bit sooner. But the most recent Let's Hang Out events uh, are available through Smart Mark Video. Uh, whether you get a physical DVD or an MP4 download. I did not purchase them. I always like to wait until... Uh, the LVAC starts selling them and I like to buy them directly from the LVAC folks. I'm the exact same way. And
1: I usually wait for a couple. So now that this is out and, uh, the mall, the, or the real, real rumble is out from the summer or last May, whatever it is. So yeah, whenever that hits the website, I'll, I'll pick them both up and do a little catching up here. You and, uh, and Adam more, I feel like you've been in my head a lot between, Five Star Match Game, After Dark and Correct Listening Order, Longbox Heroes, and now this. But I just can't get enough Joe Sposto.
0: Oh, boy. I think there's too much out there of me. <laughs> well, of, of you now.
1: But I think uh, if you're counting all the old Joe Sposto stuff that wasn't as Joe Sposto, definitely.
0: And it's so funny, too. I, I forget. I was so um, I mentioned on after or no, I mentioned it on one of the shows this week that my friend Pete, uh, one half of Fresher and Parlance, was in from the West Coast this week, and I got a chance to talk to him. And uh, he has a very high-profile job um, at a very large company, and that's part of the reason why he stopped doing his podcast. And, you know, whatever my super-secret science job is, like, I have a pretty, you know, my first and last name are out there, my picture's out there. Um, You know, I did wrestling commentary for the better part of 11 years plus, Um, you know, I do all these podcasts or whatever it is, and I don't think a single person at my super secret science job knows that I do any of this stuff.
1: So I am in the same way, even though you have a much higher profile than me, and that is
0: exactly how I hope to keep it. Right. I I like that my stuff is like so niche that even if, um, you know, obviously comic books kind of blew up since we started doing the podcast or right around the time of us starting to do the podcast, um... You know, there's not a lot of people that are into like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the uh, what the hell. Who's the the Snyder universe, the D.C. side of movies are that super into like, oh, I want to listen to a, co- a a comic book podcast that goes into the minutia of the comic books that came out this week. You know, right. I think what I have going for me is that
1: Kevin Ford is for my sake is not search engine optimization optimized for like background <laughs> checks or looking into stuff. So I think I'm pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: Oh, be, I was going to say uh, before we close up, th- is there anything else that you would like to plug or mention?
1: Um, Well, you know, I talked about all my TV and movie podcasts and stuff over at enter the real world. I can say here that Jerome and I are going to be tackling uh, shows canceled too soon in 2021. I know we, I think we have freaks and geeks on tap for January. And at some point during the year, Perhaps to coincide for when Clerks Three comes out, we will also be covering Clerks the Animated
0: Series. And I hope to do half the job you and Kyle Rieger did together. Oh, well, thank you very much. I had a lot of fun doing that over on uh Super Fantastic. And uh I've never seen Freaks and Geeks. It's a good show. That's what I hear, but you know,
1: it's on a it's on a list of things, you know? Yes, I I completely understand. <laughs> and uh well, since this is a wrestling podcast, I would uh I would be remiss not to plug Uh I have been reviewing weekly Ring of Honor television, as along with their pay-per-views and stuff, since they came back in the pandemic with the Pure Wrestling Tournament. And I've also covered New Japan's USA Arm, their weekly show Strong, and a couple other big events they did. So if you are uh, wondering what's uh, been going on in Ring of Honor because of all the news, you may be interested in checking out Final Battle, or uh, you know New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. In January, and you got Eddie Kingston doing stuff over there, and you're just curious what's going on, my website is a a great place to start to just read about some stuff and see if you might be interested in uh, dipping your toe in those pools or just going back and uh, reading what's been happening to catch yourself up before those events.
0: Absolutely. And again, Kevin, thank you very much uh, for being on the show in place of Adam. I'm not going to say that you did better than Adam, but you definitely did equal to uh, or possibly lesser than Adam. That's all I can ask for. And I and I I was
1: like, I'm not going to do the self-deprecating joke or anything like that about being a host. Now, I know you hate that shit. I hate it, too. So all I will say is I'm very appreciative for you inviting me on the show. I'm also appreciative to Adam for letting me be on the show. Uh, it is his show, too. I'm sure he could have vetoed me. Uh, there's a lot of fun. I would love to do it again sometime, but I also would love to hear
0: Tom Green and others on the show as well. Right. So next time, like I said, there's a Yankees game or an importer exporter trip or a holiday uh you know tom's next on the list and it's a very short list of people before we start out cycling in other folks but we'll get there when we get there absolutely and
1: and uh, i hope everyone out there has a great uh happy
0: thanksgiving absolutely eat a lot of food uh be a lot of food watch some wrestling and uh be safe out there